Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. Austin police need your help tracking down whoever killed a man during a robbery in southeast Austin. APD says it happened just before 3 Monday morning on Springfield Drive. Officers say someone shot and killed a 19-year-old. His name was Brian Serrano. He was driving. His passenger also got hurt, but he survived. We're going to get an update later on this morning on safety in downtown Austin with the Downtown Austin Alliance having a safety forum. It's at 8.30 this morning. The TABC, Texas Alcohol and Beverage Commission, will be there. Austin police will also be there to give an update. A Texas bill that would get rid of tenure for some college professors is up for discussion today. Texas House is on its second vote on a bill that if passed would mean newly hired professors don't get tenure. Last month, the state Senate approved that. More work is going toward helping people with mental health issues in Austin. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. We know Austin City Council is meeting this morning to talk about a mental health first aid initiative that would put money towards emergency mental health training. Council is also going to talk about a plan for Austin police to bring back license plate readers. It's going to talk about that contract for a million dollars. The city negotiating with Insight Public Sector for new license plate reader camera systems and services. That contract would go up to five years. Well, good Thursday morning. We begin with a look at what's going on with clouds and radar. Not seeing a whole lot. It's just clouds right now, and we won't see rain. So leave the umbrella and that raincoat at home. Live look outside. Whittlesey Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Round Rock showing us quiet conditions. Temperatures mild in those mid to upper 60s across the board. 64 Bastrop, 67 in Austin. We've got those low to mid 60s at across the hill country. Where are we going with the numbers? Well, the 60s are turning into 90s today. Forecast high 91. This is similar to yesterday's 90 degree temperatures getting a little hot and it's still pretty humid. So make sure you're staying hydrated, taking breaks in the shade if you're going to be outside. Hey, today is an ozone action day. We're going to talk about what that means. We also have storms returning to the area tomorrow. Some of those storms could be on the strong to severe side, but will it impact your weekend? I'll let you know coming up in your first warning forecast. New documents are giving us a better understanding of the impact the influx of troopers has had on Austin streets. We're learning more about the crimes and the offenders involved. The Department of Public Safety started supporting Austin police at the end of March. And so right now the partnership is on pause as troopers focus their attention on the border after Title 42 expired. And they are expected to return in the next few weeks. The gig seems Brianna Hollis has a breakdown of the new information. A KXAN open records request, giving us a closer look at each traffic stop. Absolutely tons of call volume increase because the arrest numbers are increasing. Defense attorney Benjamin Gergen is talking about drug arrests, primarily. Most of it is low-level drugs. The DPS report obtained by KXAN shows marijuana possession under two ounces was the most common DPS arrest among those we looked at. Now, in about 70% of those cases, people also had more serious violations or warrants out for their arrest. But 30% of the time, marijuana possession was the only charge. We hadn't had a Class B marijuana charge since COVID began. 
and now we've seen you know five to ten in the last month alone and again those are cases where we are guaranteeing a client they're going to get a dismissal other arrests the report shows resulting from traffic stops include dwi driving without a valid license weapons offenses evading arrests and warrants out for assault weapons and drug charges APD has repeatedly said DPS's presence has helped deter and reduce violent crime. There's no doubt that we need every single body uh, to be able to help us, uh, to be out there to take care of the community. We still welcome uh, DPS. They will return and be able to help us out again, and we appreciate that help. Gergen says his clients told him with DPS in the mix, criminal activity cooled down. They see the, the added presence on the streets, and the, the, the term we keep hearing over and over is that the streets are hot. Again, from a public safety standpoint, it's probably a good thing. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Viewers have also asked us about the race and ethnicities of who's getting pulled over. Last month, we reported the majority of misdemeanor DPS arrests involved people who were black and Hispanic. And this new report gives us a demographic breakdown of all the traffic stops. Those numbers show about 70% of the 17,000 people DPS pulled over were black or Hispanic. According to census data, people who are black or Hispanic make up about 40% of Austin's population. Austin police deployed troopers to neighborhoods experiencing the highest levels of violent crime. The agency also helped with special operations to catch more serious criminals. That included uh, results where 98 people were arrested. Charges in these cases included sexual assault, aggravated robbery, and weapons violations. Coming up, two bills affecting transgender people moving closer to Governor Abbott's desk. What could be changing? And hundreds of dollars stolen where a Kyle woman says her credit card information kept getting taken over and over. Good morning, a live look outside. This is from Round Rock and our Whittlesey Landscape Supply Company camera. Traffic flowing nicely there on I-35. Texas is about to join more than a dozen states that ban minors from getting puberty blockers and hormone therapies for transition-related care. The Texas Senate passed a bill that is now headed to the governor's desk, and he is expected to sign it into law. It would also require trans youth who are already getting this care to be weaned off in a medically appropriate manner. Now, many medical groups have said this kind of care is crucial for their mental health. New Braunfels Republican Donna Campbell and other backers have said the legislation is an effort to save Texas families from health care providers who are pushing life-altering treatments on kids who may later regret it. But medical groups, trans Texans and their families say this care is vital to the mental health of these children. If the bill becomes law, it would take effect September 1st. Texas lawmakers also gave initial approval to legislation that would ban transgender college athletes from competing in sports conflicting with their biological sex. The bill will require those athletes to compete according to the sex list listed on their birth certificate. Supporters argue that biological differences give transgender athletes an unfair advantage. Opponents say it could stigmatize transgender Texans. I think the examples that we've already seen where, uh, you know, absolute champions that have uh, entered into some of these uh, advanced competitions and have been defeated by uh, someone that identifies as a female at that particular moment uh, is just not uh, within expectations of what 
Texans want to see happen. Senate Bill 15 is yet again a solution in search of a problem and unworthy of serious consideration by this body. There are so many real issues we must address before this legislative session ends. Instead, we are wasting time on a made-up issue completely unmatched with reality. For some context here, no NCAA colleges in Texas have ever reported having any transgender college athletes compete on their teams. The bill passed on a bipartisan 93-49 to 49 vote and will face a final vote soon. As Austin continues moving on from the pandemic, we're looking at the numbers on how the city's doing in its recovery efforts. Crime keeps going up at a local park. We're going to look into what the city is doing amid the ongoing concern. Texas baseball team in action tonight. In fact, it's their last three regular season games of the season over the next three days, and they are very important to say the least. I've got more on that coming up. Good morning, everyone. We're taking a live look with our camera that is above ground, 700 feet on the Austonian on this Thursday, May the 18th. There is a new reporting you saw downtown Austin in that shot there. A new report that shows the Austin area has bounced back from lows that it saw during the height of the pandemic. The Downtown Austin Alliance released its 2023 State of Downtown report. They released it last night. It says downtown employment grew more than 11% since its pre-pandemic high. And Austin leads the nation in the percentage of people back in the office at least three days a week. Eight office projects are currently under construction and 10 more are in the planning stages. Now the group also pointed out that 2022 saw strong event attendance and a rebound when it comes to tourism. Also, last year, pedestrian activity returned to 95% of pre-pandemic levels. And the report said downtown is going to add 3,000 hotel rooms in the next few years or 25% of its current inventory. You may experience some less than stellar driving on the road. There's a Forbes study that ranks Texas as the worst state for drivers. Here's how we earn that top spot. Texas ranks second worst for deadly car accidents involving a drowsy driver on a per capita basis. Second for deadly accidents involving a wrong way driver. Texas has the third highest number of drunk drivers in deadly crashes and the ninth highest number of distracted drivers. Oh, that's disturbing. Not a list you want to be on. Nah. No. Got a lot of roads in Texas, I, too, though. I really feel I like everyone is just in a rush to get where they're going. I don't know if you all ever feel that way, but it, it, it does seem like um, there's not, not a ton of patience on the road. Yeah, I, I'm in that category where I feel like no matter where you live, you think you have the worst drivers. In oh, yourself. yeah. Houston you know? thinks it's worse. Yeah. Dallas thinks it's worse. Coming from California, you heard it. Yeah. Colorado, New Mexico. We yeah. have the worst drivers. So it's yeah. like, well, it's all about opinion. Yeah, it's, it's about you and your drive exactly. to work or to yeah. home. Yeah. But it never hurts to have a little patience. So let's get you to your forecast here because as far as what's going on with our radar, we don't see much. In fact, today, you can leave the umbrella at home. We're going to see a good amount of that sunshine. Temperatures will be in those 
mid to upper 60s as we are walking out the door this morning. It's pretty mild, and I'll tell you what, it's going to be hot this afternoon as the 60s climb to the low 80s and our forecast highs get back to the 90s. What you felt yesterday is what you're going to feel today, hot and muggy. Now, here's a look at your forecast highs across the area, and you can see those upper 80s to low 90s underneath that sunny sky, high pressure in control. There is a downside to this, and that's the fact that this nice weather sometimes brings that high pressure and that sinking air and a lot of pollution with it. It's not that we're polluting more today over any other day. It's just all of it's being squished down to the ground where we live. So there is an air quality alert in play today. We call this an ozone action day, basically encouraging you to carpool, ride your bike, avoid idling in the drive throughs things like that to cut down on ozone. We don't have anything in play today. Tomorrow, though, if I put this into motion, you're going to notice storms and showers starting to bubble up in the late afternoon and evening. And some of these storms could be intense. As you can see, this high resolution model is showing pockets of very heavy rainfall in addition to maybe some hail and wind continuing that threat through the early night. So the risk for severe weather staying still at two out of five, that's that yellow color I'm looking at, covers up most of our counties, slightly lesser risk out east, but I still expect some of these storms to at least make a run across I-35. Looking at the rainfall, though, the rainfall potential looks pretty good, especially for areas along and west of I-35 with maybe about a half an inch to an inch possible. So that will all be in play for tomorrow. Couple spottier showers behind it this weekend, but the best looking rain chance will come late tomorrow afternoon and evening. Temperatures will be in the 90s leading up to that cold front. You can see highs will get down to the 80s Saturday, Sunday, and then we're going to stay in those mid to upper 80s through the start of our next work week. Couple stray showers possible Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Your overnight lows steady mid to upper 60s as we wake up each and every morning. Well, a pre-K teacher at South Austin's Wayside Academy has been arrested for possession of child pornography. According to a statement from Wayside Schools, Irving Perez was placed on administrative leave once the school learned that he was under investigation by DPS. Perez was then arrested off campus with a third degree felony, which relates to victims ages 14 and older. Wayside says DPS told them no one at the school was involved and no threats were made to Wayside students. Scary moment for the royal family that also brings back some memories from the past with paparazzi following closely Prince Harry and his wife Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, and her mom through New York City on Tuesday. A spokesperson for the couple described this as a two-hour car chase. And on today, NBC's Gabe Gutierrez talks with a cab driver who helped them. We're tracking the latest developments on a dramatic pursuit on the streets of New York. Prince Harry and his wife Meghan leaving a charity event. And their spokesperson says that they were relentlessly pursued by paparazzi for more than two hours. That there were multiple near collisions and that the incident was nearly catastrophic. The NYPD, though, won't go that far, saying that while the incident was a bit chaotic, there were no arrests and it was not nearly catastrophic. We speak with the cab driver who drove the famous couple for part of the night. What he has to say about the incident. We went a block. We were blocked by a trash truck. And as we were blocked by a trash truck, people just came out of nowhere with cameras and started snapping pictures. It was just like a strobe light show, right? So I put down my visor. They were covering their face and everything else. As all this comes, almost 26 years since the death of Harry's mother, Princess Diana. I'm Gabe Gutierrez in New York, and our team will have the very latest on this developing story coming up on today. 
We know you will. Thank you so much. All right, Texans lose millions every single year due to credit card skimmers. And the Kyle Police Department is saying that this is a problem that is not only in one location, it's citywide. So let's take a look at the statewide numbers that we know of. When the, within the first three months of this year alone, only 15 skimmers were recovered despite the number of potential victims. That's according to the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulations. It brings the total number to just 135 skimmers recovered since January of last year. It's been so difficult to detect them. The Texas Financial Crimes Intelligence Center opened last year to try and combat this growing problem. And KXA and Sarah Alshay talked to a Kyle woman who says her card number was stolen over and over at the same gas station. All total, it was probably seven, $700 or more that was used on my accounts fraudulently. Three cards, each with their information stolen. And the first time it happened, it was, and I realized what had happened, it was panic. I mean, I just really had anxiety. And this last time when it happened, I was just mad. Jody Gonzalez's banks notified her of fraudulent charges. Each time it happened after filling up at the Valero gas station at the corner of FM 2770 and FM 150 in Kyle. Using it to buy $400 worth of, I don't know what, in, um, in Dallas. My Visa card, they contacted me and said, did you buy all this gas in San Antonio? And I said, no, I did not. The station's management told KXAN their corporate office would be reaching out, but we have not heard back yet. The Kyle Police Department says it can't speak about specific gas stations, but says in general, skimming is a widespread issue across the city. In numerous locations, some right along 35, some, you know, a little bit off of 35. Assistant Police Chief Pedro Hernandez says they regularly monitor gas stations and confiscate any skimmers they find. But he says it can be hard to track down who put them there. Because those people could be anywhere in the state, anywhere in the world where that uh, where that data is being transmitted to or updated to. Still, both police and Gonzalez encourage people to report when their information is stolen in the hopes one day someone will be held accountable. It hurts people, it hurts families. It's not a victimless crime. Sarah Olshek, KXAN News. The Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation tells us it stopped more than $100 million in fraud losses since January 2022, and it credits that on a crackdown on credit card skimming. The credit scoring company FICO monitors credit skimming, and last year it reported a more than 750% increase in the crime. That included a more than 500% increase in the overall number of compromised credit cards. Of the total compromises, 65% were identified by banks. Experts remind you to watch your bank and card accounts, flag suspicious purchases, or set up a monitoring device. Also, make sure to look at your surroundings. Take note if a machine looks suspicious. Check to see if anyone is trying to watch you enter your PIN or other information. Austin Energy is making sure it has everything it needs to keep the power on. The utility, like many, is dealing with nationwide shortages of raw material. It says it saw this impact last year when transformer deliveries dropped 90% at one point. Transformers are part of how electricity safely travels from one circuit to another. To combat supply chain troubles, Austin Energy is focusing on four key areas. First, pinpointing what materials are critical and most needed. Also changing standards, allowing for flexibility on where they find these items. 
It says it's going to look outside of the U.S. for equipment now, while also improving its customer communication process and how customers can find their own equipment if needed or wanted. Austin Energy says that some utilities like it are waiting two, maybe three months, and in some cases even a year to get a transformer. That can lead to a longer time without electricity. We know that this is an extremely frustrating issue for developers. It's frustrating for our crews and staff as well. Um, it's very difficult. This is, a, this is not a local problem. This is a global problem. Austin Energy says there are more than 2,500 transformers ordered. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, T. Longhorn baseball team closes out the regular season over the next three days. And there's a lot on the line for Texas as they welcome in West Virginia. It all started against Texas Tech and Big 12 play back in late March. Longhorn swept the Red Raiders, a dramatic way to start the Big 12 season. Since then, well, they've been even 500. So, a chance. West Virginia leads the conference. If the Longhorns sweep the Mountaineers, that's tough. They're one of the best teams in the nation right now. They would have a chance to at least share a piece of the Big 12 regular season title. I mean, it's great going in the last week knowing that you have an opportunity to win a championship. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but it's it's what you, you strive for. We won it in 18, we won it in 21, and we won it on the last day. I don't want them to go in worrying about what they have to do. We haven't done that all year. What they need to go in there and play with a little bit of an edge and don't drop their guard. I said a chance because even if they swept... Oklahoma State could have something to say about it. The Cowboys, with eight losses, if they were to sweep Oklahoma, they would still finish ahead of Texas. It's a Thursday-Friday series. They get a little extra time before the Big 12 tournament begins in Arlington next Wednesday. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.